are you feeling in lockdown? Craggy Jones Podcast is back with a new series talking about this very subject. Join me, Gem Swallow, as I talk to special guests about life in lockdown. Expect humour, the unexpected and real talk. Find me wherever you get your podcasts or thequackygem.wordpress.com. Hi guys and welcome to an, another episode of Life in Lockdown. I hope that this episode finds you well. I don't know about you, but this <laughs> it is so gloomy out there, isn't it? It really is and it does make lockdown a bit harder. But don't fear because we are bringing forward a great episode with you today. I have Sophie Ward with me on the podcast and we're going to be talking about what life has been like for us in lockdown. Hiya, Sophie. You're welcome. <laughs> to be honest, it's been ages since I've had like a good chin wag and done an interview on here, and I thought, why not have a laugh and we can kind of put the world to rights. Yeah, of course, I'm all about positivity. Exactly. So let's get stuck in. For those that don't know about you, how would you describe yourself? Um, a bit of a, a crazy mind, I would say. <laughs> I'm very creative. I've kind of obviously I have Lyme. It's it's soul destroying and heartbreaking and, and it's a chronic illness that at present time doesn't really have a cure when it's chronic so that's very hard to digest and from coming from a, an athlete background you're so used to your body just bouncing back and when it doesn't for you you have to kind of rebuild your castle realign your whole life like really kind of just rediscover yourself and that's kind of where I'm still at. I'm still finding my feet a little bit. I get things wrong. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm human. But I use my creative mind to kind of drive me in the direction that inspires me to keep building and inspiring others to do the same. Because even if our trains have been derailed, we only get one shot at this game. We only get one shot at life. And why waste it being upset and sad? We can't change the situation. So just make the best of it. So one reason why I wanted to have you on the podcast is because you're very similar to me. You're also a podcaster and you have your own, you are a travel agent as well, aren't you? I am indeed, yes. So I have my own podcast, which is Chronic But Iconic, which I love. Like like yourself, we just share inspiration and we just use our journey to help other people on like really, really important topics like relationships, socialising, things like that. I think it's really, really important. And then, yeah, I became a travel agent because travel has always been within me, but chronic illness has been really, really, like made it really difficult to travel. And I've realised that, you know, companies are upping their game and I want people who have chronic illness to start exploring the world again because we deserve it. We deserve it for ourselves. Why should we be trapped and housebound when there's a big wide world out there to explore and these companies are willing to you know, bend over backwards to accommodate us? So I just wanted to try and open those doors for people. Yeah, that's another reason why I really wanted to get you on the podcast as well, because we're both very similar in the fact that we both use social media. And as you mentioned, you know, you kind of you had training as an athlete and then your life changed. And now you're trying to find your feet. And to be honest, when I look at your Instagram and I think you're doing such an amazing job and I can kind of. I really connect with what you're doing. You know, I didn't actually know you were an athlete beforehand, but I connect with what you're doing now. Oh, thanks, well, that means the world to me because obviously, right, like, like you, our content that we put out is our heart and soul and it comes from deep within and we both use our own struggles to channel the work that we do. So, you know, you with your, your shop, it's amazing and you use your passion, you use your creative side to create those products for your audience and the same with your podcast, you use your own personal experience to create the story and to help bring comfort to those who probably just feel alone and feel lost and because we've been in that place because we've yeah. had to rebuild yeah it's like first-hand experience yeah that's what my first question was going to be actually how are you find what's your thoughts on the coronavirus as it's played out so far um i have to be honest with you mm-hmm. when i first like heard about it um, we were actually in Spain kind of when it started all kicking off and I was just like it's not going to happen like it, you know it's not going to explode they're going to have it under control why is everybody panicking you know 
I felt like the health um, community were sort of clued up on things like this and prepared and that we could get it under control. So I really just, I didn't think it would ever happen. And I think I had in my mind that 2020 was going to be the year of getting out, not being housebound anymore, traveling more, experiencing the world. And I just couldn't think of being in lockdown or being isolated because I'd worked so hard stop this from happening yeah um so i think i just kind of put up that wall that i just didn't believe it was happening and then when it got really really bad and lockdowns kind of came into force the first few days i'll have to be honest like i just cried like oh, i just no. emotionally i couldn't digest it because i it was just the whole world was crashing again yeah i spent so much time and effort trying to rebuild it and try and break away from these four walls and now as caged in again yeah it's strange because when I found out about the coronavirus I remember I've kind of built like you you kind of build yourself up to try and get your life to a place where you'd like to go and for me that means going out at least once a week to local high street and getting a little bit of grocery shopping done and I remember I was watching um, a TV show over here called Good Morning Britain and they were talking about that there was a cruise ship and there had been a virus outbreak we didn't know an awful lot about it at that time I remember thinking oh, you know, it's kind of going to be something like sickness and diarrhoea. These things kind of come and they go, right? And I remember I was putting on makeup and I remember thinking, okay, didn't think anything of it. And then it kind of, like you said, it escalated from there. And next thing you know, it's like you hearing different cases throughout the world and like, oh, okay. It Like they call it unprecedented, but I think that could be a really harmful word. Have you heard that? where you you know where you are yeah definitely and I think like you said it was it wasn't like slow either yeah literally like our whole world just got turned upside down like literally overnight and it's a lot to adjust to it's not like little things and like you said we take things for granted just literally going outside go pop into the shop getting what you want for dinner things like that and all of a sudden you couldn't do it and now like my mum's like scared to go out because obviously she's worried about bringing it in but we're literally having to stock up like a week's worth of food to like seal through because no one wants to leave the house because everybody's just so scared and that is just it's just crazy like it's just a world that we just never believed we'd ever live in and even just to hug people just to say hello it's just crazy and I mean we are so so blessed to have technology yeah and to be able to connect in that way but it's still not the same as like person to person is it really I find that quite is something actually I was talking to my mum about this just yesterday now you're up north from me whereabouts are you right now Toph? Yeah, so I'm near Preston in Lancashire. Okay, and I'm right down south in Southampton. So this podcast is being recorded via telephone and loudspeaker at the moment. And it's strange because you're hearing about all these tech companies like Zoom. Now, I don't know about you, but I grew up on MSN and Skype. So Zoom to me... So Zoom to me is like, oh, what is this thing of which you speak, you know? (laughs) And it's weird because... I was talking to my mum about this yesterday. Now, my mum's never seen anything like this. The last time we heard about something as big as this was the plague. But I don't know about you, but I wasn't around then, you know. And um, I was saying to my mum about, like, cavemen times, you know, because that was, like, the bare necessities of living. And I don't actually think now we could go back to that, you know, like the Stone Age. I don't think we could go back to that. I think that we have such a reliance on you know connection and the internet you know yeah and I think that's that's another thing that's really kind of um, affecting people right now it's it's not just the um unknown factor yeah or like when's this going to end or what's going to happen it's the fact that people are now realizing and it's setting in now that I don't think life will ever be the same again like it's going to completely change everything, completely change the way that we interact, the way we shop, the way that we run our businesses, everything like that is just, and I think people at first were thinking, oh, this virus isn't affecting me, like my business is still going, I'm doing this, that and the other, but they don't realise that they rely on other businesses to run, Yeah. and it's like a domino effect, so yeah. everybody in time is affected, and it's just, it's just so heartbreaking, it really is, and it's just so much to adjust to. And I think 
the first few weeks, like we said, we, we cried a little bit, we like, came to terms with it, then we were like really positive because we could use lockdown as golden time and really rebuild ourselves. But then we hit the wall of, oh my God, like, when is it going to happen? when is it going to end, when when are we going to sort of get this under control, is it ever going to be under control? Yeah. And it, it just seems to be a rollercoaster of emotions from day to day. It's weird because what you just said there touched on a few things that I myself have been working through. It's strange because, as you mentioned, we both have chronic illnesses. Yeah. And it's strange because when you are told you've got chronic illnesses, your body does it so that you have to literally take time out and reevaluate where you want to go and what you're doing day to day. And it's strange because we've all done that. Part of our journey has been that we've done that. And it's weird because we're actually seeing it now on a grander scale. Everyone else is doing that. And it's weird because you're seeing it and you're thinking, you're literally going through what people in the chronic illness community have and are doing. And it's, it's quite something. I also think that with most things, there's a beginning, a middle and an end. And with us, we haven't been told when to expect the end. And I think that's the thing that people are getting frustrated by. Yes, 100%. And I think, like you were saying, with chronic illness, like, we seem to be a bit more prepared because we're used to like, the unpredictable symptoms. We've gone through it before. We've had to rebuild um, and adapt our lives in a different way. And I think, you know, when, when you sort of you get diagnosed, it's like, right, diagnosed this is going to be the treatment or like there's no cure you have to adjust you've got that time to adjust whereas now we just literally don't know because the media just fires out different things every day it just sets our emotions just like on a roller coaster and you can't get a right answer and i fully understand that no one really has the answer because it's something new every like, country around the world is doing something different and there's pros and cons to every way that people are adjusting to this so there's no real clear like direction to go in and there's always going to be pros and cons and I think like I just I wouldn't like to be in government right now I feel so sorry for them it's strange like you said you turn on the tv and it's what you hear and like like I literally you know I agree with everything you just said and I think it's strange because if we take it and apply it to the format we used to, like with chronic illness, our environment can affect how we are. And what I find is, right, something similar is happening because we're affected by the weather right now. So to me, it's literally like what we're living with, but on a grander scale. Yeah, It's kind of, it's really quite strange, you know. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, and I think it's been emotionally hard as well because you're probably like me. Um, we've got friends who don't have chronic illness yeah. and now all of a sudden they're living like our daily life and when we would normally say like oh do you want to do a phone call on Sunday they'd be like oh I'm so sorry I'm really really busy can we do like um, next Sunday or can we do in the week whereas now they're like housebound and they're like emotionally finding it difficult I agree yeah on the go like can I have a phone call can we have a video call and like, I'm all for that like I'll support everybody and anyone but it's so draining yeah it's really, really draining I'll be honest, I had that at the beginning of the um, lockdown, I had that. I was texting people I wouldn't normally text and you have to find that energy from somewhere to do it. And I literally found that, I guess, when you kind of live with things, it has like a, a, you know, you have to develop your mindset to deal with what you've got. And when you've got like people checking in that wouldn't normally do it, and it's like, wow, I don't know if I have enough energy to do this and then you feel bad about it because it's not a part of your routine as well yeah 100% and it really like throws you off and have you seen people in a different way like the people you connect with have you seen them in a different way since this virus um I don't think so I think like what I'm kind of getting from it is that they're a bit more understanding yeah. in what we go through as a chronic illness from someone who had never like really been housebound and they've been a little bit more um, understanding, a bit more caring, a bit more supportive behind the content that I create because they've realised that actually like it's it's very hard like living on your own and it's very isolating mm. and I think that's, that's something that's a, a, a big topic as well is feeling lonely but knowing you've got support all around you and the guilt that that brings 
Do you know what I mean? Like it's not loneliness because you're not completely alone because you've got support, but you're you're feeling lonely. That's very interesting, actually. How would you describe, like, with your definition of loneliness, like, if you have people around you, what is, like, the feelings you get? Is it like you want some alone time, or is it you wish people understood what you were going, th- uh, going through? What is it, do you reckon? It's, like, you, obviously you're in isolation, so you can't have that, like, contact. Yeah. Sort. And it's all like over social media, by a message and things like that. And you're checking in with friends every day. So you've got that support there, but you feel lonely in yourself because you're not having that normal interaction, I think. So you're kind of missing being in their presence. Yeah, because it's just not the same. But I've, I've, I felt it a lot across social media. People are saying that, that yeah. they understand that they've got their family, they've got the support, they've got their friends checking in. You know, they're doing the video calls, they're doing the Zooms, they're doing the quizzes. But it's it's just not the same and they're feeling lonely. Because you can't reach through a, a monitor or a tablet or a phone and give someone a hug or, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, technology is good, but it hasn't gotten that good yet. <laughs> no, not quite that interactive. <laughs> so here's a good question for you, and that is, what was life like for you before the virus? Like, what was, if you don't mind me kind of really, really going into nitty-gritty, what was an average day like for you before the coronavirus hit and before lockdown took place? Like, I'll be honest, like, day-to-day is pretty much the same. You know, yeah. like a, a, a stitch routine, like, I am... Like so for routine. My mom's always had a routine with me since I was a baby. I've grown up with it. You know, from a swimming background, we have to stick to a schedule. You stuck to a program. It really helps me keep focused. It helps me give purpose. It, it works me- for you. Yeah, it keeps me motivated. So I've just kept to the usual kind of getting up at the same time, eating breakfast, doing my work. Then, like, I'd normally go out to the shops at, like, lunchtime, see people, whatever. So I've been trying to do that, like, go for a walk instead in the garden so that I'm not, like, missing that time and it just kind of fits into my normal routine. Then trying to do some mindful activities before then, like, doing my social media posts and things in the evening and connecting, answering messages, things like that. Then going to bed at the same time. And I think I've just tried to keep that going so that I'm not thinking about what's going on on the outside. I'm focused on my work and keeping motivated and that that's just something that really really works for me and although like day to day it hasn't really changed um I think the fact that there's no plans in the diary to travel to be going to shows to be seeing friends to be going uh, and meeting friends places that has been the hardest thing okay so one thing from your routine that's been taken away yeah because there's no excitement there yeah yeah, it's strange, isn't it, how you kind of, you adapt, but you need the same kind of things to keep your mind yeah. occupied and, you know, keep going forward, you know? So what's happened with you after lockdown? How has it changed now? So obviously, like, it's it's, it's just crazy because, like, I'm just trying to... Um, keep focused, keep focused on my business so that when all this passes, like I'm ready for the boom, I'm ready to serve my customers in the best way I can. And I think it's really, really important not to discount this time because I, I know a lot of people are sitting back, they're not really doing much. This is the time to kind of expand your skill set, learn new hobbies, learn more about your like customers, listen to what they're like they need and what they're struggling with so that you can create content and pivot your content to serve them and that's what's really really helped me is kind of just finding that direction and keeping positive and just engaging with people on that level I think that kind of um, inspires you that when all this blows over like the people that you supported during this tough time will then support you and I think that's the way I'm seeing it at the minute. Do you worry about, obviously, you're in the, you know, the travel and tourism industry. Do you worry about that there might not be a boom after this? Because do you worry that we might still be on shaky ground a little bit? I I, I fully, fully understand that people are going to be nervous at first. And that is, like, that's fine. Um, 
but I think it'll be something like, a bit like lockdown. It'll be like the drip, drip, drip effect where it's like slow and steady and, and people have to do little trips around the UK first, then maybe like go to France, it's pretty close, then go like outside of Europe and just build from there. Do you know what I mean? Just yeah. Stop small city breaks, little um, nights away and just build from there. But I think like, we're all we've all got it within in us to like learn and travel about the world um, and I think that we'll never lose that and I, I really really do believe that again like we've, we've done so much training um during lockdown as well and like um, the suppliers that we work with so that we're really really clued up and like cruise ships I know people are going to be so so nervous now like I fully fully get that but cruise ships have got like the best kind of um, results when it comes to like cleanliness and they're like really really up in their game you know even before all this happened they used to score 95 percent out of 100 or above and um, so they're really really great and they are really really like looking back at their standards and seeing of ways that they can you know best serve the customer because you've got to remember they want to serve the customer because they want the clients they want to do well they're not going to purposely sit back and just do nothing and expect people to just accept that do you know what i mean like yeah. they're really really up in their game so i think it's going to take time it's going to take people building up their confidence but it will come back have you learned anything about yourself since lockdown's taken place <laughs> um yeah basically <laughs> i mean like I'm very, very work-focused, and I've realised that I pour so much effort into my work and help other people in ways that actually, like, in areas of life that I neglect and I feel underconfident about. So areas of, like, self-love, self-care, and body image, all of that, like, I'm the first person on social media to be like, oh my god, you're doing so well, I'm so proud, like, or you need to take a bath, you need to relax, like, talk to a girlfriend on the phone, um, your body's amazing, you're doing amazingly well, and all this, but when it comes to myself, like, I am, like, the worst person, I'm so critical of myself, and I allow, like, little judgments that have been made over, like, the past years to really, like, stick with me and stay within me. And I think for so many years, I've really kind of put a pretty face on it, just like neglected them because it hurt so much to address them. And that's why I really wanted to use this time to actually build the person because like you've got to remember like with our work, we are the brand. So if we don't believe by example or believe in ourselves, how can we expect other people to believe in us? And I think that's a, that's a big, big thing that I've learned. Do you think there's a lot of pressure to put on ourselves though? Because I know like before the lockdown took place, you know, people talked about brands and being, the, you know, like the face of a business. Do you think that now after lockdown that might all change? You might look at it a bit differently? Um, I think it's very, like you're saying, it's very, very difficult because especially when you're home-based as well, balancing that work balance when you feel like people think you do nothing because you're at home all day. I find that very hard and that often leads me to burn out because I do so much work and I, do, I can't stop, I can't sit back because I feel really guilty and I'm thinking, oh God, people are going to think I'm lazy. Um, so I really find that difficult and I don't think it's really changed my outlook on business. I think more than ever it's made me realise that I kind of, I need to up my game when it comes to leading by example, like I just said, yeah. and actually practice what I preach. That's something that I've really, really learned. But I think on a business-like platform, like I'm not going to change like my morals towards that. You know, I'm very passionate about my work that I put out. My mission is to help as many people. That's never changed. That will never change because that's my oxygen. That's my driving force. Do you think that you mentioned that, you know, you've got a background in being an athlete. Do you think how you talk and how you view yourself, do you think that has a little bit to do with your background? Like it's a learned format? Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't be the person I was without my swimming. 100%. The discipline, the determination, the routine, like I was saying before, um, the commitment that you have to put in, because I, I don't think people realise, you know, getting up at like half three in the morning, training for two hours, going to school, training again, doing 24 hours in the pool, three hours in the gym, 
on top of like school it was full on and I think that's why like now I've got no like zero miles an hour it's a hundred miles an hour with everything and I have to literally fill every hour of the day because I'm so used to being so busy and I think that was one of the main things I really struggled with when I became poorly was all these hours in the day that I had I'd never had before because I used to just every day was kind of just routine I hadn't got any hours to myself and I've kind of like got into that routine again where I just feel like guilty for having hours to myself because I'm so used to being so work focused so career focused so determined to achieve and I know that you know you have to put in the hard work to achieve those dreams you can't just sit back because it doesn't come to you you have to work for it yeah something I hope you don't mind me asking is when you have a bad day do you beat yourself up over that <laughs> I had a feeling that was going to be the answer. Yesterday <laughs> was a perfect example. Like I had really bad pain. I hadn't slept, and I'd been up all night. My stomach was really, really bad. I just felt really unmotivated, and I just felt guilty. Like you know, when you just everybody's obviously feeling down at the minute. And you feel almost guilty about feeling negative because you feel like you've got to raise everybody up. So even when I really wanted to cry, like yesterday, I was just so emotional. I'd be like, like hundred percent honest with you. Like I really just wanted to cry, but I knew that I couldn't be like that around my family because everybody's just trying to cope with everything. So you know, I was trying to laugh. I was trying to get involved. I was trying to just be positive. But then I often like isolate myself on those days because I just need that time to just evaluate my emotions and yeah. get them in check. But I do feel really bad about, you know, sitting back. I feel lazy and I get really mad about it. <laughs> I think we're very similar in that. And I don't know, I think it's because we're both very motivated. I don't, I mean, I don't have an athletic background, but I mean, <laughs> kudos to you for that. But I think that we share the same kind of motivation. You know, we're always on the ball. We always have all these different projects on the go. And the reason why I asked that question about, you know, do you beat yourself up about having a bad day is because with this lockdown experience, that's something that I've noticed is that it's okay to cry. I, I had a really bad day yesterday. I went out and oh, I'll be honest, I'm going to, I'm going to take it to that place. I was wearing a raincoat and the hood wasn't behaving itself. I was losing my rag with it. So if I tell you, <laughs> I was like, seriously, you just can't do this for me. And when I came home, I cried, you know, with the um, barometrics all off, it was raining, it was windy. And I was like, I'll pick a bloody thing, will ya? You know, but I noticed that I beat myself up over crying because it's kind of like if you live with chronic health conditions, you know, you're supposed to have this down. You've had this for years and, you know, you're supposed to know the layout of the land. But I yeah. think it's OK to release it because I think sometimes answers come from releasing it. I don't know if you'd agree. Yeah, I, mean, I think sometimes that obviously like you're saying on the day we feel really bad about it but then the next day it kind of makes us stronger a little bit because we can reflect and we understand why we are having those emotions and then we can build on those and I think you're probably the same we try then to put um, things in place to help us soothe that time so for me obviously like when I'm feeling like run down I'm like right I need to just disconnect from social media a minute. Exactly. Yeah. Airplane mode, not get any messages. I need to do some mindfulness. And we learn, whereas like before, we'd be like, no, I can't put my phone on airplane mode. There's messages going through all the time. Do you know what I mean? And <laughs> you just you learn from experience how to take the steps and you put steps in place to really, like, like stop protect you really yeah because that's important because you can't support everyone else if you can't support yourself 100%. yeah so do you have any plans for the future after lockdown? i mean as we've talked about you know we have no idea when it's going to lift but in your mind do you have like a, a goal you're aiming for um to travel 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 and see the world far more um my bucket list is just never ending you know since becoming very poorly and knowing that my health is declining and it's scary because 
you know, I'm not really getting the answers that I need right now and I don't know what treatment I'm ever going to be able to get. So it's kind of like I just want to live every day to the fullest. I want to make sure that my life was very full and it wasn't just, like, empty. So obviously lockdown is kind of shaking this up a little bit. But, you know, I'm trying to make sure that I'm, like, using my time in a like another way so obviously outside of lockdown I'd love to travel I'd love to experience the world and get other people traveling and doing that but right now you know I've got to focus on just being positive and creating um positive vibes for my audience and inspiring them and empowering them and maybe getting them into new hobbies or getting them walking a little bit more or understanding themselves and working on self-development and we just have to adjust to the times but ultimately like I just I want to leave a legacy that like I've touched people and people have been um, touched by my story or I've learned something or I've been able to build and that my life wasn't worth nothing, the pain that I've been through wasn't worth nothing um, and all of that and I think that's, that is the ultimate goal. So if you feel okay with it, because as you've mentioned, you have, you know, you have Lyme, I wondered if you could give me like a brief history of what age you got it, what the first few years were like, and what, how you decided to get to where you are now. Yeah, of course. So um, I was actually infected when I went out to China in 2008 to watch the Olympics, because as I was saying, I was a big, big swimmer, and my goal was to go to London 2012, and at the time I was on the world-class programme, so they wanted me to go out to Beijing to watch my friends compete, just soak up the atmosphere, so that I was better prepared for when like my I reached my goal of going to 2012. So that was the whole kind of idea about that. But obviously China's a long way to go for just like a short amount of time. So we did some sort of sightseeing afterwards. And that's when I went to go and see the pandas, got close with the panda, had a picture, was fine, but then came down with a fever. And um, I just thought it was the food, if I'm honest, because when we were at the Olympics, it was all Western food within the Olympic Park. So when we got out into real China, it was proper Chinese food. And it's not like Chinese food that we're used to over here. It's completely different. So um, I thought it was just food. And, you know, I got two days worth of antibiotics, felt fine, not an issue. Came back and then sort of when I was sort of turning 18, my health declined rapidly. I was losing weight. I was always having infections and always at the doctors, constantly ill, couldn't go out. And my life was just just like just going away really I just didn't know what was happening I was so down I was so depressed and the doctors were just telling me that I was just depressed because I had to give up my dream I had to give up swimming because of my health and I was like no there's, there's something else going on like I'm not just making this up I'm not being a drama queen and um, you know I'm used to being an athlete I'm used to bouncing back I don't do illness I don't do <laughs> so um yeah it was a long road and then it took us 23 to finally be diagnosed with Lyme. And at first I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. I've got a name for what I was going through. But then my consultant was basically saying, you know, it's attacking all your organs. Eventually it will get the better of you, but it's just management at this time. And obviously like my, my mum was heartbroken and because for so long as well, she questioned me as well about my illness. She was just kind of like, well, the doctors are saying you're fine, so what's wrong? We're not getting answers, you know. We've been to this consultant, we've spent all this money going privately, there's no answers coming forward, is it just you? So when she heard this, like, she was just in bits, and my consultant basically said, he was just like, I don't know how you sat in front of me, because you're very, very poorly, and you've traveled five hours to see me oh my god you, you shouldn't have really you, you shouldn't have really traveled this far um so now he always tries to do phone calls with me and i don't think he quite realizes that you know i do travel here there and everywhere because me being me i'm stubborn um but yeah that was just a really really big wake-up call and it was just really really difficult and now obviously i know that it's it's attacking like my brain it's attacking my heart it's attacking my liver my kidneys, um, and probably my pancreas as well. Like, I'm having investigations into that, but it's just, it's a lot to deal with. It's so difficult, and it's such a young age. Like, I'm 26 now, and I'll be honest with you, like, my plan was to 
first Olympics in 2012 at the age of 18, then go to Rio at 22, retire, like get married at 24, start having children at 28. And it's just like, where am I now? Do you know what I mean? And I'm not like saying that I'm not proud of where I've like, come to, you know, like built my business up, re- realigned my whole life, rediscovered myself, learned really, really amazing lessons that I wouldn't have made without my illness. I made amazing friends that I'm so, so grateful for. But you just kind of look back and you're just like, what the heck happened? And it is soul-destroying, and it is hard to deal with. And every day it's just, it's just crazy, because you just, you realise how precious life is and how mad you get for not being grateful for all the little things. And even, like we're saying, like lockdown, it's just touched gratitude into touch even more so, because even just nipping to the shops now, is going to be a huge, huge deal, whereas before it was just a given. So we really do get, like, tested with life, and life is the toughest job any of us will ever take on. Can I say something to you? I think, I've never heard your story, but I think you're doing bloody brilliantly, to be honest. I mean, I really do. And I think that, to be honest, a lot of the connections were there. Like, you're into travel now, and you travelled a lot when you were doing swimming. I think that you're right in the right place, and that's just from listening to your story. So I would like to say that. I hope it doesn't come across as patronising, but I think you're doing well. I really do. I think you're doing brilliantly. Thank you, that means the world to me. And like you're saying, like travel has been such a big part of me. And I'll be honest, like when I first became really poorly, I, I moved out of my mum and dad's house. And I, I moved into my own house. And I used to lose my house as like a cage. And to the world, I'd be coming out, I'd be positive and everything like that. And I'd go home and it'd break down because I wasn't coping and I was really, really poorly, but no one would believe me. I didn't know what to do, so to the world, I didn't want to lose myself. And um, I got into traveling, so my mum made me go to kind of America with them. And that was when I started like falling in love with travel. I began learning about people. And that was really important because I realised that everybody has their own problems. Everybody's dealing with it in their own way. And I picked up so many skills and learned so much. And that's when I really, really wanted to start creating content that related to people so that people didn't feel alone like I was feeling alone. And just learn more about the world. So your mum gave you the greatest gift, really, because if she hadn't yeah. said go to America, you wouldn't have found the passion there. No, and like last last year as well when I was getting really, really poorly with my foot issues and like they're still really bad to this day and it, it basically means that some days like I really just can't leave the house because I'm really, really poorly with it and it keeps me up all night and everything like that and I've had to again adjust my life to that. But I was like, I don't I don't think I can do a cruise. Like I, I can't sometimes like leave my bedside because like it, my gut problems are so bad. Like, how am I going to be able to walk around? How am I going to be able to, like, explore a city? Am I going to tire too quickly? And she's like, so, like, we need to make memories. This is a fun Exactly, yeah. And that's, you know, I realised that the cruise companies would go above and beyond and they catered for me so amazingly. And that's when I was like, right, I need to get back into trouble, A. But B, I need to get other people back into trouble, because it is, it's just the life and soul, and it's, we learn so many lessons, and I don't feel like illness should hold us back from that. If you could speak to your past self, the one that had just been diagnosed with Lyme, knowing what you know now, and knowing you're in the place now, what would you say to her? Um, I'd say stop being so excited that a treatment's going to work. Mm. Um because I always used to build my hopes up that this would work, this would solve everything, that it's going to be a quick fix and it'd be back to normal again. Um, I'd say that it's going to be okay, like you're going to become a better, stronger person, that your achievements in the past aren't nothing, because I'm very much, everyone comes up to me and like, oh Sophie, you're, you're so Sophie the swimmer. And I'm like, no, I don't, I don't swim anymore. And I kind of, for a long time, just left that identity behind because I was so embarrassed about not being that person anymore. So I think I'd, I'd tell myself that actually, like, I am, like, it's still part of me and I shouldn't mm. disconnect from that person. My achievements are valid, but I'm also going to achieve a lot more as well. That 
the achievement and the successes don't stop here because I, I am willing to put the hard work in and I will rebuild my castle. That is such a great way of putting it, to be honest. I really love how you describe that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I, think, I think it's so important, though, because we do feel like our world's crushing around us. We do lose ourselves and we think, we, we just think, how the heck am I going to build from this? Yeah, that's that's something that I was going to say, like, after the lockdown with the coronavirus, how do you think life will be if we, like, take the format of how life was? I mean, a couple of months ago, everyone was talking about Brexit, and you got sick to the back teeth of two parties attacking each other, and now it's the coronavirus, and now we're trying to get our way through that. What do you think life will be like after that? I'm really hoping that people are going to use gratitude as the attitude, seriously and just really appreciate people a lot more it's it, what gets me is like, obviously we live in the country a lot of people know everybody and everyone's really friendly everyone helps each other but i think even in cities now it's going to become a thing where people actually stop say hi and everything like that but also i think it's going to make people a bit more emotionally in tune. So I think before, and I, I've, I've been around it in like business circles, where it's always very much like surface deep. The conversation's always surface deep because people are too scared to like dig too deep, upset people, checking with people's emotions, trigger anything. Whereas I think now people are going to think, actually, like I've been feeling low. Maybe that person's feeling low. Maybe I should ask about their family. Maybe I should ask about how their business is doing. And it's not just going to be hi, bye. Maybe that's why before the coronavirus we had the epidemic on mental health. Maybe that's exactly oh. why because it was surface deep, you know. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I yeah I totally agree. Couldn't agree with you more. Yeah, and I, th I think I've noticed it in messages so far, like. Before, friends would just be like, oh, hi, like, what have you been up to? Whereas now it's just like, oh, God, I've had a really bad morning. I had a cry. Like, have you been crying a lot recently? And it's, it's just it's just things like that that you're just like, gosh, they would never say that. I think that's really important as well. It's like, for me, I'm not, I wouldn't rather put my myself if i'm having a bad day i don't really want to show it on my social media i don't mind talking about it on youtube or on the podcast but it's not something that i think someone goes onto social media to see but i do think it's really important to talk about it i think that it's important to kind of talk if you're having a bad day share it you know don't give the negative emotions the space they need because it's like nothing good can grow from it 100 percent but I sometimes get a little bit down on social media because sometimes like, I'm really, really positive and people like love it. But then you get some people that are just like, yeah, I'm bed bound, I haven't done this. Like, how can you say that, like, this, what you're doing, like, solves all the issues? And I'm just like, it, it doesn't. I'm just trying to be a bit of sunshine. Whereas, like, some people will be quite negative and people, like, seem to love it and they're like, oh, I can relate. And I fully get that. But then I'm just like, people that want positivity do people that want to be uplifted it's so hard but then i've realized that you've just got to put out the content that feeds your soul like if you're not passionate about it it won't come across if you're yeah. passionate about it so i think comparison is toxic we all fall into that trap but and like i'm 100 i've done it over lockdown i will be hold the hands up guilty as charged like, same here sister same here <laughs> yeah, like we look around social media and we think oh my god like they're putting out great content is my content enough am i being supportive enough like what am i doing wrong if i'm going wrong um, and then i've just realized that like i don't want to put out stuff that isn't me and it's got to be me, it's got to be my personality, like I can't be someone else, like I've never been able to be anybody else. I think there's a saying, especially like on gambling adverts, and the saying is when the fun stops, stop. Or if it gets yeah. to be anything other than fun, take yourself out of it for a while. I find that if I comparing to somebody, the thing is everyone's got a different journey. Everyone's had the highs and lows, but they're just showing the highs because maybe it makes themselves feel better. Maybe that's where they get strength from. But for you, if you're comparing, it's like me. If I find myself comparing, I'll take myself out of Instagram for a while and I'll think, you know what? I need to spend time with people that I know and love. This can wait, you know? 
So here's a good question. What have you got planned? Because lockdown is not over yet. I mean, oh, my God. Let's say about that, the better. So tell people, uh, tell the audience, the lovely listeners that are tuning into this podcast, where they can find you and what's coming up for you. Awesome. Um, so basically, my Instagram is Sophie Wardy. And, you know, I post on there pretty much like every other day. I try and use that as kind of showing my journey, but also showing like my positivity and just like inspiring people. I really hope it like inspires a lot of people. I try and be active on my stories every day, like showing what I'm doing. Again, just to inspire people that even with chronic illness, you can be proactive, you can be productive. So I do a lot on my Instagram. I do love Instagram. I am getting into TikTok. I am not a pro. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about your TikTok, 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 safe, the dancing. Particularly, like, I am not a dancer, but if anything's going to come out of this TikTok, I'm going to be a better dance floor. Um, <laughs> dancer. It's something, again, it's confidence building. I'm not one of these people that's like first on the dance floor and I, I'm always like really conscious of my body, I'm really conscious of like just me as a person, so I'm really just trying to get out of that and they always say life begins outside your comfort zone, so yeah, that is what inspired that situation, um, <laughs> I I'm learning, like, I post some of them on my Instagram stories just to have a laugh, but yeah, it's, it's just something just to kind of try and build that confidence because like I was saying I'm, I'm trying to really like build up my like just image of myself and some self-love levels and I think that's where it starts so yeah Every time I go onto my Instagram feed and there's a story on yours, I'm always, always wishing to see you do the floss dance move. You know, I want to see you do that so, so bad. I don't actually think I could do that. That's the <laughs> I only just want the savage dance, and that's taken me three weeks. <laughs> but I'll tell you something like, when you can't get out for a walk and the weather's bad, or like if you're living in an apartment or whatever, that is your daily exercise. You don't need to do anything else. Like, hey, I'm not knocking it at all, darling. I'm not knocking it at all. I remember when you said you were going to do um, TikTok. I keep on wanting to say TikTok. I don't know why. But when um, you said you were going to do TikTok, and I thought, oh, no. <laughs> I, know. I know. I felt the same. And my friend was like, you just need to get on it, like, you just need to explore yourself a little bit. And I was like, oh, my God. But, yeah, and, I mean, I speak about it on my Sunday live and I go live on Instagram on a Sunday at half four because I think it's, it's just, it can, we kind of need to watch some funny videos sometimes. You really do, like, yeah. Know of ourselves. And I think it's just something that just uplifts people. So, yeah, that's, that's kind of... <laughs> and then um, you know I've got my podcast that goes out every Monday chronic but iconic that just shares topics on self-development socializing relationships and then my blog so fantastic you know I just just kind of kind of just everything that's going on in my mind or I listen to like questions and goes with you guys with calls on Instagram and things and that's how I create my blog content really is just listening to what people need and what people want or what people are talking about and that inspires me and I just I just kind of create content on what feeds my soul what I can hear from you guys on polls what people are kind of loving hating struggling with balancing and that's just like I said my audience and my you know friends are my oxygen that is what powers me through they are my rocket fuel they are my coffee in the morning you know they are my inspiration can i make a request no, no, I, um, my request is a little bit different. I don't think you'd get another one like this. So I'm just going to put it out there. Would it be possible to see you like on your Instagram? Can I, can we see pictures of you from your swimming days? Because as you mentioned, that's a massive part of who you are. And I'd like to know more about your story because that's where you started from. It would be great to be able to see like, you know, stories of where you've travelled and the people you met, because, like you said, it is a part of who you are. Do you think you could do that for me? 
Because that would be absolutely amazing to see. Yeah, and I think it's, again, it's like a part of me that I've tried to kind of hide. Do you know what I mean? Like, I've, I've almost felt embarrassed because I felt like I wasn't the girl, the strong girl that everyone knew and loved, and especially when it comes to body image. Like, obviously, I'm so used to being such a strong athlete, and I've lost so much weight with Lyme because of everything going on, that it is soul-destroying, and that takes the fighter in your way but I think deep in your soul you're always going to be that fighter but to the surface people question you and judge you and that's really difficult and that's something that I'm really working on in lockdown I have to admit but I will definitely try and share more of, of that story I think like I said I've, I've often hidden it for a lot of years but yeah I think it's a part of me that lives on because it's built me to the and it's pe and people know you because of it. That's what they know. They don't think of you as oh, you know, safe that's got lime or the person that might moan every now and then. You don't moan. You're actually quite inspiring. I think you're kicking it. I think you really are. I would just love to see something that it's like. To be honest, your journey is mirroring mine a little bit. I talked about in the previous podcast, the start of this mini series, that I'm actually thinking about going back into radio because it's something that's pulling me at the moment and I'm thinking me you know me and my other half were talking about this and I thought that is what I mean if you check out the website thequaggygem.wordpress.com I talked about that's kind of like where I remember being at my most happiest before now and I think that after lockdown I'm aiming to get back into that that's something that I want to put my body into like the mindset of okay we've gone through hell let's see if we can do this if not you know we tried it but let's see if we can get to the next step so that's really I'm I'm challenging you Sophie I'm challenging you because I want to see these pictures <laughs> no thank you so much and like you were saying it's like this lockdown makes you realize that you've got to give things a shot you, you really do yeah what's it what what ifs to live with like regrets Exactly. I, like with swimming, I think, um, like we're saying, we're so used to kind of like achieving greatness and being successful. But when we've tried things out that, because obviously that was our career, hobbies, everything like that, we didn't really have hobbies and other things. And we we're trying to find our feet and we've been so scared of failing that it's often put us off. And failures and mistakes are our biggest lessons and we shouldn't like feel sad about that. We should be proud that we've tried things. Yeah, and a lot of the time, what you're trying is already you're connected to anyway. It's like you. I don't know about you. If you look back on your story, you can. I can see for you, you're kind of like in the right place because all your experience with like swimming and traveling and you know all of this stuff that you've done through your journey and even your mum. I mean, even your mum when she said, you know, come on, you're coming away and you're on holiday yeah. with me. That really was like the right place at the right time, and it's now led you to the place now you know and to me I can see that you're literally you're on the right path yeah and like I'm so grateful for my mum because she literally is my soul sister what's your mum's name Julie hi Julie (laughs) so yeah I feel like she literally is my soul sister because she she just knows me inside out yeah my mum's exactly the same yeah without words she can just get me she knows what like makes me happy she knows what will calm me down she knows how i'm feeling she can finish my sentences off do you know what i mean it's yeah like that kind of connection so i always go to her for advice because i know she knows me inside out and she'll always give me the best advice and i know when i started my travel business and i was just like is this the right time is this for me and she's just like so this is your passion like why not like yeah you're just going to regret it if you don't and it's like you with radio you've spoken about it with your other half you know that that's your passion why not like why not exactly there's just no answer to that so you've got to go with it yeah exactly that's how I'm you know it's just something to be honest though if the lockdown hadn't happened I wouldn't have even thought about it which is quite something because it's kind of like, I guess, it, I don't know if I use the word blessing, but that is how I would describe it, you know? Yeah, and I think it's very, very important when people get annoyed at these kind of times um, that they are they are worthy of something. They're teaching us a key lesson. Exactly. Yes, yes, we can be angry, but 
good things are going to come out of this and we wouldn't be the people we were without it. It's part of the journey, it's part of what we have to go through. It's like they say, what you, what you go through is, like, is what you grow, like how you grow. Yeah. So it, I think it's definitely related to that. I think we're all learning such key lessons right now and some people will sink, some people will swim and I think we've just got to make sure that we swim. And if you need to show emotion, show emotion. I would like to suggest something to you because this is something that my mum actually told me about. And I was like you, when I felt like emotional or I felt like I was having a bad day, I took myself away from my family and I thought, no, I'm going to cocoon myself, cry it out and then I'll be like, happy gem, you know. I would suggest if you're feeling bad or if you're having a bad day, you said like you and your mum are soul sisters, talk to your mum about it. You know, say to her, you know what, mum, I'm, I'm having a bit of a rough day, you know, and maybe talk to her about what's going on. Because really, I think people can only help and people can only understand and your connection can only get better if they know what you're going through. A hundred percent. And like, you'll probably feel the same, but I feel so guilty with, with my mum, like, especially when I've been in hospital and it's been like touch and go and things like that. And I've been crying because the treatment's awful and stuff like that. And I'm just like, tell me a funny story. And she's just like, she's, she does a bit. She tells me a funny story. She uplifts me. But she, then she like comes away at the end of the day. And she's like, it's so hard to see, see you in pain. And it's so hard that I can't take it away. And I think we forget the effect on our loved ones it has. I think there's a flip side to that though my mum has told me the exact same thing and my other half has as well but I think there's a flip side because they're then seeing how you're managing it and you're telling them and you're managing it but you're actually saying okay you're a part of my support system this is what's going through my head I'm just trying to put one foot in front of the other and there is no cure you're just managing the cards you've been dealt 100% yeah. You can hear Max trying to get involved now. <laughs> That's <laughs> Max, is it? Yeah, but yeah, like, and I think... See, he agrees, he agrees. Yeah, yeah, he's agreeing with us. 100%. Good on you, Max, I can hear you. You keep going, boy. <laughs> but it, it's so difficult because, like, even with this virus, um, like, my mum's so scared about going out because she feels like she's responsible if she brought it in because she's the only person going out and like that's her biggest fear is like, I think to like lose us and yeah she's just like some days where like I've got really upset and I've like I'll be honest like I've had those days where I'm just like I don't want to be here anymore yeah I think um, we all do though to be honest but I think that you've got way too much to live for you've got I mean I think it's it's important to have those days where you kind of think you know it's it's shit and we've been dealt these cards and fuck you whatever energy did it but I think it's important because you can't be positive 100% of the time we're not built that way and when you deal with pain and fatigue and whatever other conditions you have, your brain has these chemicals that they have to, you know, it's like, for example, if you have pain, your body's trying to deal with, trying to contain the inflammation, and your brain is going to, you know, think that because of what's happening on the inside. But I think it's important to think it, but talk about it. If you're saying, you know, I'm struggling at the moment, talk about what's on your mind, talk about what you're looking forward to, you know? I think that's really important. 100% and like you said it's like a problem, problem shared is a problem half. Yeah I mean it's an old saying but it works. Yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> well I would like to say thank you so much for coming on the podcast. No thank you so much for having me it's been a lovely little chit chat. It really has and I think it's important that I hope that you feel you haven't given too much away. No like I think you're very much the same, like, we're quite an open book because we realise that we've got to share our own experiences for people to be inspired and relate and find comfort. Like, there's no point, like, lying about it or sugarcoating it. You've got to be more real for, to be able to engage. Like, that's the whole point. And it takes a lot of courage to share your story. It takes a lot of courage to be open and raw. But, you know, that's, that's part of the journey. That's part of building yourself up I think that's partly the reason why I designed if you guys haven't checked it out yet on my Etsy shop you can find it on the um, link in the description of this podcast but that I have actually designed a necklace that says a true story on it because I think that's 
a great way of saying, okay, this is me. This is my story. This is me going forward. So where can listeners find you if they want to, you know, stalk you a little bit? <laughs> Yeah, so like I said, my, my Instagram handle is Sophie Wardy. I'd love to see it over there. Like, I, I love Instagram. <laughs> um, my TikTok is Sophie Ward 2, uh, the number 2, not like spelled 2. And then obviously my blog is so fantastic. And my podcast is Chronic But Iconic. And you can find that on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all of those lovely sort of podcast channels. And I'll put the details in the description, wherever you guys are listening from, I'll put the details in the description. You can also find this podcast episode on my website as well. If you want to stalk and follow me, you totally can. (laughs) I mean, I don't advise it, but hey, you know, we're all a bit nosy. <laughs> Cow. <laughs> okay. So it's thecrikygem.wordpress.com. You can also find me on Twitter at gemsquirky and on Instagram at gemsquirky. I will be back soon with another episode of Life in Lockdown. I hope you've enjoyed it. And thank you, Soph, for coming on. No, thank you so much. And like you said, I think people should follow you because your content is great and you offer so much. You offer such a wide range of content as well, which I think is really, really great. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Hello to Max as well. Give him a kiss for me, won't you, Soph? I will. And and hello to your mum. And I hope you guys enjoyed listening. I'll be back very soon. Take it easy and um, take one step at a time. Thanks ever so much for listening. Until next time, guys. Bye.